Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's the Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien and myself here to talk about the Secure Act 2.0 and four ways that it might impact you. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Looking forward Good. to chatting with you. Yeah, same uh, here. Same here. I'm looking forward to talking about the Secure Act. All this great law changes. Oh, you gotta <laughs> love it. So it's a, exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so let's let's do a little backstory for folks. Most folks probably know this, but uh, especially if they're clients of yours, obviously. But surprisingly, I have had quite a few people I've talked not clients necessarily, right. But a lot of people I've talked to out that just have not heard really about this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. so Back in 2019, they passed the Secure Act, the mm-hmm. first go around. Right. And you and I have joked before that I'd, I want to find out who has this job, the czar of acronyms, uh, <laughs> because there's the CARES Act and the Secure Act, and That's they all right. have these little acronyms to them, right? It's the government. They do acronyms for everything, the military, yeah. all that. It's I all guess. That so it's the uh, <laughs> what, setting up. Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act, Secure. that's it. Uh, And there were quite a number of changes the first go-round, one of which was RMD moving it from that silly, goofy 70.5 to 72. Yes. And they made it nice and simple with that. They did. That's that's exactly right. Well, they decided simple wasn't good. So (laughs) they've gone in and they've goofed around and they've changed it again. Yes, so the first have. one is the RMD alter. They've changed it yet again for the Secure Act 2.0. So tell me about that. Yeah. So so basically what happened is they're changing it to 73 unless you were already taking distributions. Okay. okay. So um, if you were taking for some reason, then 70, you know, whatever the distribution time frame started for you, you can't stop it now. Right. Okay. But if you are 72 and turn 72 this year, you probably were expecting, you've had this conversation, I would assume, with your advisor advisor that, hey, this is the year that you have to start taking RMDs. Well, that's not the case any longer. So 73 is the starting age for you, and that's going to be by December 31st of basically next year in that situation. Okay. So, um, and then they changed it also, uh, if that's not confusing enough. Okay. (laughs) So they changed it also, if you were born in 1959 or later, actually, that your starting age is going to be 75. So yeah. all of you that are, you know, in that bracket or later, then you're going to be 75 for the starting time. And, and so like you and I, for then. example, we're, our RMD right. age is yes. going to be 75. That's right. It's yeah. going to be 75. By the time that we get there, it'll probably be 80, yeah. you know, or they may the start at 3.0 yeah. for us. You know, yeah, they'll go to 3.0. So <laughs> That's from, right. a, from a planner's stand, okay, so Again, let's 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 keep kind of we'll, we'll do like uh, some of these TV shows that do uh, uh, you know jump flash uh, time cuts. They, okay. go, they go back and show a little bit. So this first Secure Act, you know, they made this change. It was a simple change. They made a bunch of little you know changes. The one that really stuck out that was annoying to a lot of advisors and folks was the removal of the stretch IRA. Yeah. Okay. It's been um, super frustrating. It's been super frustrating. So we'll yeah. get to, I'll, I'll circle back around in a minute and get to, you know, kind of any big gotchas, but I think a lot of advisors were, were happy to see the move to 72 and then of course yeah. now 73 and 75. So right. from a planning standpoint, do you like this idea? 
I do like this idea because it doesn't require that distribution, you know, so mm-hmm. people, if they want, that's a lot of times what people end up doing is maybe they've saved other areas and other things. And so they're just not wanting to pay that tax right now, um, which is why this happens, by the way. So the required distribution happens because you've been able to defer the tax on this your whole life. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to start paying that tax now. So maybe they don't want to do that. They, they can take that money la- later and let that grow a little bit longer for themselves for their kids, whatever. A lot of times people get to that stage and they're looking looking at their portfolio and they say, well, I can leave that old 401k to my kids or, or grandkids or whatever. And so that just that de- delays that distribution uh, until that time. So yeah. it's fine. It, it doesn't okay. matter. If you need money sooner, you can take it out, of course. Right, right. It just uh, gives you some planning, more planning room. I flexibility. Guess. flexibility. Yeah, which is yeah. great. There's no, you know, there's never a problem with flexibility in retirement planning. It's always good, okay. to, you know, to have that. So okay. yeah, I, I like it. It's fine. Now, and in and, and the interest of the government not keeping it simple, uh, as we said, it's 70, <laughs> it's, you know, now 73, right. it will later be 75. That's right. Uh, but they left the 70 and a half for those of you, by the way, who do mm. enjoy the qualified charitable uh, yes, distributions contributions uh, right. you can do that right so that's right. that they yeah. left that because I think that's been coded into law so I think that's 70 and a half so if you're 71 and you haven't started RMDs but you wanted to do a, a QCD you could correct yeah that's right you know if you're already giving to churches or charities regularly mm-hmm. then yes this allows you to take money out of that IRA and you can do it tax-free completely and you still get to use your full standard deduction, which is yeah. tremendous. You know, okay. it's almost $30,000. So yeah. you can Well, they actually that raised that number. So the total QCD did, yeah. now is up to 100000 I believe. It is. No, and I was talking about the standard deduction. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't yeah. clear on that. But yes, the, the QCD is 100 And they, I think in this law change, they, I remember seeing that they were actually going to um, kind of add a cost of living adjustment on that 100000 also, because it hasn't, Hasn't you know, changed. That hundred thousand limit hasn't changed since they set the law in place, yeah. and um, so which is really, I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's not. Most a people lot are, as yeah, most people aren't going to do that much. Yeah, but that's I, right. no, I have that's seen right. people ask questions like, "Oh, well, wait a minute. If I am of RMD age and I do have to satisfy this required minimum distribution, absolutely, um, and I do want to do, and I am charitable mm-hmm. minded, what what if I did a hundred thousand dollars? Could that work for ten years? Let's say if my RMD was, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand yeah. bucks or something like. No, unfortunately, right? no. It's that's annual, right. Yeah. It is an annual requirement. So, but you could take you know ten thousand a year for ten years and do that to your charity if you wanted. Right, to. you just and have to set it up. You can't satisfy. do it all in one lump. That's all. That's right. Yeah. No, that's right. That may satisfy your required minimum distribution for the year, and, and your advisor uh, can help you calculate that. So it's not something that stays the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, so it does go up every year the percentage that you have to take out. So just make sure you're working with your advisor on that to make sure you satisfy that uh, because I mean. There's a penalty if you don't. That penalty was reduced. It was also. nice. That was nice of them. Um, yeah, it was. And so, you know, if you forget it or you miss it or something like that, it used to be a 50% penalty if you forget to take your RMD. Now it's a 25% penalty. Yeah. So, so uh, thanks, they government. They cut that in half. Yeah. I, I mean, they never really. <laughs> Right, yeah. You know, charge that penalty in the past. Well, so I we'll think, I mean, you and I are a little bit, and, and we went off on a tangent, folks, so we'll, we'll make this a sync here in a second. But I think part of that penalty thing was so they could be 
more in four. I, this is my opinion anyway. They went from fifty to twenty five, but yeah. but then if you read it, it says, however, if you do not do it, if you do not let them know in a timely fashion, it's a ten percent penalty. Right. So I right. think they're so, going to start hitting the ten percent more because they can feel yeah. like, hey, we can ding people for ten percent a lot easier. Which ultimately, um, I think that's what this whole bill was about. You know, generating. We've been talking yeah. about yes, generating income for yeah. the government, of course. Yeah. So I mean, that's what it all seems like because it's earlier access to funds. It's waiving penalties, but mm-hmm. it's but it's getting tax revenue faster and right. earlier and sooner. That's what all these four thousand pages seem to be yeah. coming Great down point. to to me. Great point. Uh, which we've been talking about that you know for years that hey tax rates are going to have to go yeah. up and that's. That's kind of what they've done here without oh, actually yeah. raising tax rates. Well, I think you know? the two takeaways from the from the passing of the Secure Act 2.0 was a you we're we're going to tell you yet again you had better put the retirement onus on yourself. We are letting yeah, you know you have got right. to get yourself taken care of because we may not. Uh, that's right. And B, we need money, right? Yes. And so people <laughs> might say, well, wait a minute. If they're delaying taking the money out of the 401k by extending the RMD age, how is that getting them money? Well, I think I think from the lens of looking at it like so many people have been doing RMDs, um, mm-hmm. chain, doing conversion, or excuse me, RMDs, uh, Roth conversions. Roth conversions. Have been yeah. doing Roth. Yeah. So they get the money either way. It's a win-win for them. If it the is. money grows and gets bigger in a traditional account mm-hmm. and you have to pay a whole bunch of, you know, you have to pay RMDs when it comes time to take it out, great. The account's now bigger. That means more money for them. More tax revenue. Yeah. If you convert it earlier, you got to pay the taxes on it. Yeah. So we get yeah. money either way, right? Yeah, and that's right. And, you know, these conversions, it just worries me because we've seen – you know, like you mentioned earlier, the stretch IRA was eliminated. Right. You know, it was reduced from lifetime to just a 10-year, uh, you know, distribution on mm-hmm. that. So what if everybody's been doing all these Roth conversions and 10 years from now the government needs more revenue and they say, well, Roths are not going to be tax-free Free anymore. anymore. They're yeah. just going to be reduced tax rate. Yeah, it's they could. It's going to be a 50% tax rate. I mean, it's their chessboard. They so, changed yeah. the rules, right? Yeah, I know. So. so, I mean, it's it's – it just scares me to say to people, "Hey, do a Roth, Roth conversion with your, you know, two million dollar account," because that's uh, right. Oof, that's right. a lot. So, yeah. yeah. And if you were thinking about something like that, please talk with a professional, folks, Absolutely. and make sure you're doing it efficiently. Definitely not do it all at one time because you can certainly, you know, bump tax brackets <laughs> no, <that's right>. and <laughs> cause yourself right. a lot of trouble. Please don't do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's move. I know we went off on a tangent, but again, yeah. Seven, so the big takeaway from the RMD age, though, 73, if you're turning 73 this year, if you're born between 51 and 1958, uh, anybody after that, it's going to be 75 starting in the year 2033. That's it. Uh, so they, again, they had to make it all convoluted. Special catch-up contributions. This is a new <laughs> add-on. Now, we, we've talked yeah. about contra- catch-up contributions many times, Nathan. Once right. you turn 50, uh, all the, the different kinds of accounts, they give a little extra bump so that you can sock more money away if right. you'd like because that's your high earnings year. Sure. So a lot of times you have that opportunity. The kids are out of the house. The house a lot of times yeah. is paid for. So it's the time yeah. when you a lot of times have extra cash. And every know, year that number changes a little bit for a 401 or an IRA. Yeah. So yeah. that's normal. What they did right. was they added this new little um, super catch up, I guess, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't kick in until yeah. the year 2025. Right. But from 60 to 63, they're going to say, hey, you can dump even more money in. Yeah, you can put an extra 10 grand in. So so right now, the regular bump up, the regular catch up contribution is 7,500. So if you're in a 401k, okay. you can defer 22,500 if you're under 50, which is a good amount. Sure. Okay. That's a pretty, that's all. So you're talking 30 grand, grand if you're over 50, right? Yeah. So 30 grand if you're over 50. So, which is good, but then you can tack on an extra twenty five hundred on top of that if you're between the age of sixty and sixty three. 
I don't know why they left out the 64. Though. I know that's, that's I was what I was wondering. It's like, I mean, really? It's penalizing me for being 64, and <laughs> I'm right there before I can get everything. Right? You know? It's really so weird. It's, it is weird. I, don't, I cannot understand that. I've looked at that a lot of times, and I don't know where they're coming from on that. But you got to wonder who's trading off. Like, somebody has an agenda, <laughs> somebody, and somebody yeah. said, well, you give me back a year, and you're I'll right. get in there like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, It's so weird how they, they yeah, make these deals. Right. But no, you're right. But, ultimately, it may be because if, Maybe you retire at 64. You can, you know, you're taking out of your 401k at that point, which yeah. gives the government tax revenue. Maybe. You know? I was wondering if, it, if that's a precursor to maybe them finally getting around to pushing back early Social Security. We may see that move from 62 to 64. I'm, I'm, I'm just maybe guessing. So. I'm just yeah. speculating. Yeah, but, maybe so. Uh, you know, but who knows? But that I could just, needs I, to happen there. I could be giving them more credit than they need. <laughs> they hadn't thought that far in advance. That's right, that was exactly. Just, they were just worried about the budget. That was it. <laughs> that's right. But from a special catch-up contribution, so 30 grand, let's just say you turn 50, like you just said, mm-hmm. it's 30,000 you yep. could be socking away. That's a lot. Maybe a lot of people can't necessarily do that, but let's just say you could. 30,000 yeah. from 50 to 60, that's not chump change. No. That's a good chunk of money into your that's retirement right. accounts, right? It so, is. again, it so is. something to, to ponder there. Um, the next one on the list, Nathan, this one caught, I think, a lot of people by surprise. I think so. And yeah, it sounds it like was... a good one overall. Right, right. Um, I think it's a good option. This has been the reason why people haven't done 529s in a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, or why they choose not to fund them very, very much. And so, so, so tell me about it. Cause that, so 529, they've now allowed a Roth transfer option. Yeah. So kind of explain yeah. your, your thought it's, behind it's that. It's super interesting. And I love, I really love what they did here because it does open that up for so many more people to take advantage of mm-hmm. and, and use for their kids or grandkids or whatever. So a 529 is a college savings plan. Uh, it can be used for college funding. It can also be used for high school, private education, things like that. So it can be used in those areas as well. Okay. And all of the growth that the account has is completely tax free. So you don't get a you don't get a deduction for putting anything into it, but um, it's all tax free. All of the growth that's there, if it's used for school or right. higher education. And that's okay. been the norm. Um, yeah, that's right. right. That's right. That's been that way for a long time. The problem was, let's say little Johnny here, you put 30 grand in that, it grew to 60. He never really went to college. He went to trade school, which only cost 10 grand to do that. And you've got $50,000 now sitting in a 529. Yeah. You don't know what to do with it because you can't take it out. If you well, do, you got to pay. You could get it out, but you got to pay for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. There's penalties and taxes and all that stuff if you do that. So um, so what they have done is they've set that up that you can give this to little Johnny now mm-hmm. uh, through a Roth transfer option. And you transfer it into a Roth IRA in his or her name. Right. And uh, it's great. It, it works really good, and it allows uh, a transfer of those funds so you're not having to lose that money that you've thrown in there, and it grows tax-free. There are some rules. Sure. Okay? Yep. It's got to be in there 15 years. It's you know There's some limitations on how much you can do in a year, and I think there's a $35,000 cap on – that's the most that you can transfer into it. That's the cap But it's a right nice now. jump start it form. It is. Right. It's great. Yeah. I mean, when you look, the average 529 is definitely not $35,000. Yeah. So, um, you know, it covers the majority of those that are out there. It's really good. It's really beneficial. I This is one of my favorite things in the bill. Nice. So, yeah. Um, and like you said, there are some stipulations. You know, so, But if you think about it, most people think, well, God, 15 years? It's got to be active at least 15 years. <laughs> that's it's like, we, yeah, yeah. But if, you, yeah. if you're starting to find, fund this for little Johnny whenever he's five, 
it's not going to be a problem. Right? No, it's not. So at start the clock. Old, yeah, yeah, that's right. Twenty years old, and and even if he's fifteen, mm-hmm. okay, and you don't have it funded in time, it's still leave it. Let it sit there. Go ahead and fund it. Let him use it if he needs to. Right. But then let it sit there for fifteen years. By the time he's thirty. He's you got a Roth. Give it to him. Yeah, you give him a Roth. That's terrible. Don't do that. You yeah. Know? So that's. I mean, that, it's still. It's a great benefit. Yeah. And that's what typically parents and grandparents are wanting to do. They're exactly. To and I think they out. have so, to have skin in the game at some point, Nathan. I think yeah. another stipulation was they have to have earned income at some point. That's right. Yeah. Yes, they do. So, so they have. It's have to have. A, so it. let's say they're in college. They got to get a job, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. They do. And and you know, and in reality, that stuff's all going to happen. You may have to wait a little bit longer for that. Roth transfer to happen, but mm-hmm. it will be able to happen eventually. And I think, you know, so far, I mean, we haven't seen this actually work in real life yet and, and you know, that it actually is implemented, but right. um, on paper, it looks good. I yep. like it. Okay. All right. And then another interesting one, uh, obviously all the arguments and all the back and forth and all the melodrama surrounding the <laughs> canceling student student, student oh, debt, yeah. student debt loan, yeah. right? All that stuff. Yeah. So they put a little... Hey, here's a carrot for say. Here's a. I think that to me, I feel like this was almost a sorry we lied and you fell for it. Um, kind <laughs> That's of thing. Exactly That's right. Just my That's opinion. Exactly what I thought. <laughs> don't 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 send us nasty emails. Just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but basically, what it is was, and this, and I do think this is still a nice feature. So I do kind of like this. It is. Um, yeah. So yeah. basically, what it is is they have changes to company matches. There's quite a bit. There's quite a bit of uh, unifyingness, I guess, if that's a word, brought yeah. into uh, the differences between different plans and what you can do for retirement growth. Are, yeah. But yeah. what they've done in this particular situation that I'm talking about, Nathan, is is let's say you've got little Johnny. We'll use him again. Uh, he's gotten out of college and he's got a student loan payment of, I don't know, 300 bucks a month and he can't afford to do that and put money into a retirement account for his future. Right. What they've done with part of this is they've said, okay, with qualifying student loan payments, your employer could do the match in a retirement That's account right. for you. That's right. Yes. That's interesting. Can. Which is good. I mean, that. so if Johnny's making, or little Johnny's making his $300 a month student loan payment, then mm-hmm. the company can match that by whatever they're doing through the 401k plan. So right. Johnny's still able to save a little for something. retirement. Yeah. A little it's something. better than nothing. Right. right, it is. And the and also the company gets the tax deduction, nice. which is good also. Yeah. Uh, and Johnny's working on his student loans and paying that off. So there's He's, an incentive there. There you go. I think for him you're, you're skidding your own game. Yes. You're, you're honoring That's the agreement exactly that right. you made, whether it was a, a fair agreement or not, right? That's an argument for a different day. But you've, you've <laughs> gone into this, you've got this student loan, you're paying your student loan, but you're also able to still get some money that you can't touch, that you can't blow, that's going into a retirement account, which I think that's is right. smart. I do. I think it is too. I like that part of the of the bill. And there were, I mean, the 401k changes in this bill, mm-hmm. I bet you 3,500 of the of the 4,000 pages was dealing with 401k changes. It's, yeah. It's I, tremendous. Tons of little amount. stuff that, that yeah. if you need to know more yeah. folks, definitely reach out and talk with you know right. Nathan and have a right. conversation. Little things like giving, I think, companies the option now to do matches to straight to a Roth versus the traditional. Right. Right. Basically, um, you can't get a match unless there's a Roth option. Unless anymore. there's a Roth option. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's it's all kinds of little rules like that that are just, um, I think, potentially better. Uh, for for employees, it looks like it's going to be. But man, I mean, 
the last time the SECURE Act was passed in 2019, I think it was 2001 before everything was defined by the IRS. I mean, it took True. a couple of years to and actually the, figure yeah, everything that's out. That's a great uh, point because, you know, talking with a lot of advisors like yourself, Nathan, the biggest thing that, that I heard, I've heard is of all the stuff they put in there, there didn't seem to be that big gotcha like the removal of the SECURE Act. No, but what. Right. They were many have been surprised about is they still haven't solidified what that ten year thing they of all the things they did they didn't make that more concrete they didn't kind of explain right. that better from the first go around no that's right you know and and uh, he was talking about just basically you know the when you inherit funds right. and you stretch it out over that time frame there's still a lot of questions on that for different types of accounts from and a tax purposes just, yeah from yeah. tax purposes that we just don't know and um, you know it, it's. I can see how the way that the system is set up now, I can see how it's fairly easy to kind of get lost Mm -hmm. in the system. And maybe no one does actually end up taking those required distributions because the number got lost for some reason Mm. of where they, when they started, because it's supposed to be tracked, (laughs) but it doesn't mean that it's going to be because, you know, accounts change custodians all the time. Advisors change different you know, custodians a lot. And so that information could be lost in that transaction. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it can, it can cause potential issues, I think there, but along with other things, but well, so overall fairly decent changes uh, to the secure act 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, again, it still seems like, you know, earlier access to stuff is fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like the majority of the bill is just to get access to tax revenue sooner because there's a lot of things where, you know, a lot of opportunities for everyone to access and take money out of their 401ks and retirement plans much earlier than they've been able to in the past Mm -hmm. without penalties. Um, You still have to pay taxes in that case. Well, and that's where the generation comes from. That's right. That's where the revenue generation comes from. And so it's good but uh, to have that access, but I know how people are also, you know, so it's going to be, well, I have... I have a, a problem with my health, and so I need to access that to go buy the boat, you know, right. or whatever. Right. And so, um, I mean, that's, you know, that's what it can be a lot of times. So you have to be careful with that. I, yeah. I think, you know, then we can have a retirement issue down the road um, of people not having anything saved. You right. Know? It, it's good to have laws set up where you can't access it without penalties. Um, and, you know, they kind of changed those and made it much easier. So well, that's and, my worry. A lot, of little, a lot of little nuances. A lot of things don't immediately start. They they trickle in from 23 all the way up to 2033. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just make sure if you right. have any questions, definitely talk with your advisor. Have that conversation. Reach out to Nathan if you need some help, as always. Uh, and he can help you there as well by calling 855-51-COACH. Or just stop by the website, thefinancialanswer.com. That's the financial answer. Dot com get yourself onto the calendar subscribe to the podcast on apple google spotify all that good stuff so nathan thanks for hanging out and explaining some of this my friend thank you yeah thank you it's good good conversation yeah man that. i always right, always love a, talking with you so have a good one you too and of course nathan is a registered investment advisor folks as you already know chartered retirement planning counselor and the founder of o'brien and associates so a great resource for you to tap into if you need some help give him a jingle or reach out to him online at the financialanswer.com we'll see you next time O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.